This episode is a mic swap. It's a concept I came up with back in 2017 at the very start of Shareable. I thought, what if I shared the mic and let my guests become the host and I became the guest of my own show? This simple swap has allowed my guest hosts to take the conversation in unique and unexpected directions, producing some amazing one-of-a-kind conversations that I never could have planned. The concept is so good, in fact, that plenty of my podcaster friends have taken the idea for themselves. So, I hope you enjoy this episode of Mike Swap. Today on the Mike Swap, I talked with John Robertson. He was the host, I was the guest. You may remember John because he was my guest on the last episode. We talk about a bunch of different things, including a story where I was terrified and I ran into the fire rather than running away. I think it's a good story. I enjoyed telling it. Uh, we also talked a little bit about encouragement and what that looks like. We talked a little bit about my definition of success and kind of how I go about defining that. And all of that, I think, makes it a pretty good episode. You get to know me a little bit better. And we had some interesting conversations, talked about some stuff that you've maybe never heard me talk about before. So I hope you give it a listen. Go check it out on your favorite podcast platform. Jeff, I really want to thank you for joining me with, on this podcast. And a couple things that, because it's my bias, tell me about a time that you are most proud. Brett, this is full brag, no apologies, no false humility. Tell me about a time when you are really proud of yourself in running toward the roar when every instinct in you wanted to pucker up and fight, flight, freeze, appease. Hmm. That's a really interesting question because I'm trying to think of a time where I felt fearful enough to run towards something. I mean, I I guess if I had to pick one that just jumps out at me, because I think it's probably a good indicator is like, what's the first thing I think of that was kind of like a scary moment? I just rushed right into it. I distinctly remember when I had started my business, my, my agency that I had started back in 2011, uh, I ran a social media agency called True Voice Media. And I had it for about seven years before I sold it. But in that time, it was in like my second or third year. I can't remember when, but I got a lead and I was like a small struggling single person business. I had like a couple subcontractors and, and people like that, but I get this, I get this uh, opportunity and I drive out to their like compound. Basically it was gigantic company, multi, multi billions of dollars. And I, uh, I, I go in, I'm wearing my cute little suit. I never wear suits anymore. But back then I was trying to impress. I wore a suit and I sit in this gigantic conference room. I'd walk past countless pieces of priceless art that were just decorative in this place. I mean, like actual legitimate art. And I get into this conference room and it's this big conference. I'm look, I'm scared like to the point of like practically wetting myself because this is like a gigantic opportunity for a small business. And I sit on, at this one long conference table. And on the other side comes in three people and they sit across from me and they're, they're interviewing me basically to potentially hire me to help them with their social media strategy. And, um, you know, we have a nice conversation. I'm, I'm good with conversation. Um, at that point I was still very young and uh, fresh in my sales career, but I remember we're having this conversation and it's primarily between, there's three people. There's a person on the left, person on the right, and the person in the middle. Person in the middle is like the head honcho, big boss, worth a ton of money. This guy's like, you can see it on what he's wearing. Like this guy has money and he is, he is enough of it to change the way that my life is going at the moment. And, um, and I don't have a lot of business at this point. And uh, so we're in this conversation. I'm having conversation primarily with guy on the right, girl on the left. And we're talking about social media. We're going to, and the, the guy in the middle just, kind of stops everyone and he leans in and he looks right at me in the eyes with 
the look that only someone who's incredibly successful could do. Yeah. He says, tell me, really, why should we work with you? And I swear <laughs> to you, I don't know what came over me in the moment, but I didn't skip a beat. I leaned right in and I said, because you'd be foolish not to. I know more about this than anybody you're going to talk to. Wow. And he smiled and he leaned back in his chair. We continued the conversation for a bit. We stood up shortly after that and shook hands. And as we were walking out, I saw him lean over to the guy who was sitting to his right. And I saw him lean in and whisper something in his ear. And I became friends with the guy on the right. But he later told me that what he did was he said, sign the contract. It was at that yeah. moment that like I, I overcame like almost paralyzing fear of uh, I can't lose this gig <laughs> yeah. because these people got money. And uh, it turned into like almost like a year and a half, two year deal. It made me a, a pretty decent amount of money. It was work I was very, very proud of. Uh, and I made some good lasting friendships from it as well. Uh, but I, that was probably my proudest sales moment because it was for sure the scariest one that I had ever been in at that point. And I absolutely ran headfirst into it. A great illustration. And I'm glad to hear it was one of those stories that had the, you know what, sir? That's a really good question. When do you need an answer by? <laughs> yeah. The, no, the, thankfully it was not that. It was no, not that at all. No, that's called a career limiting move. So the second question actually that I'm going to ask you to share, and again, think about long-term because you used the term in that meeting of success or you walked into a very successful across from the table, sat success dressed in money packaging. Jeff, what's your definition of success? What would it mean for you to finish well? For me to finish well comes down to impact um, more than anything else. So, you know, at home, being a great husband, uh, being a great father uh, and being a great role model for my kids. You know, so when I look at it at, at like the kind of the local level, if you will, it's uh -huh. making an impact in a positive way, being a positive role model and leaving people in my life better off than had they not had me. So that's at that level on the more professional side of things is leaving behind a body of work that stands the test of time and leaves impact. So whether it's my podcast, my book, my blog posts, the consulting that I do with clients, the type of clients and people that I choose to associate with or do work with, just the, um, I hesitate to use the word legacy, but like the, the, the body of work that I can leave behind. I think if that work leads to other people going out there and helping to fulfill my mission of creating a world that's kinder, safer, and more equitable. If anything that I do encourages two people to do that, then I will have exponentially increased my impact in the world. Uh, so I look at my home as a starting place for that. And I look at uh, all the people I professionally associate with as the extension of that. So the, the bigger the, uh, the number of people, the larger the number of people that I'm able to do that for that I empower them to go out and make a difference like that, then the bigger my impact. And I, I think that the happier I'll be. You know, you put a finger on it. I just want to resonate echo because a lot of people use the term encourage, but don't actually think about what it means. The prefix en means to instill, to encourage a person 
is different than praise. Praise is patting him or her on the head, telling them what a wonderful boy or girl are you. To encourage is to instill that courage, to lean forward to that person across the table and say what needs to be said because of your unique gifting and wiring. And so I just want to echo what Jeff has shared. For those of you listening to us right now, how do you want to be defined non-physically? What does success mean for you? How do you want to finish well? Jeff has given us perfect examples, illustrations, as it starts at his home with his wife and his kids. Starts walking into that boardroom. And Jeff, if you were meeting with somebody, if I'm a person sitting across the beside you at the table across from one of those three, and I'm hesitating, I'm puckering up, what would you encourage me? What would you say or do to encourage me? I got to say that in that moment, one thing that I want to acknowledge about it was that I felt prepared. I wasn't BSing. Really did feel like I knew more about it than anyone they could talk to. One, because I I, I don't know how many people they were going to talk to, but I was pretty certain that of, you know, maybe five people, I was probably going to be in, in, in at the top of that. So I did do the prep work to be ready to be able to take that posture. So I'd say, on the one hand, I'd say, do the work, grow yourself, build, get better, learn, think, communicate, lead, take action, get better, basically. So I'd say that's the first step of it. But in that moment, when you're scared, I would say if you do feel like you have done the work at all, remember that if you don't ask, you don't get it in most cases. And I also like to remind myself that, and and this goes way more for people who are not in my position than me. Like I'm a, I'm a white dude. I, I'm going to have every door at least not closed because of that for me. So I say this knowing that I have the privilege to walk into any situation without any doors being shut because of that fact. But I realized at some point in my life that someone who is stupider than me, who is uh, not as um, ethical as me, at, at all sorts of like not as much as me in some way or another, is going to walk into some situation just like me and be confident and is going to sell themselves and is going to push and promote to try and get that gig. And I think that it would be um, it would it would be against my my commitment to serving the people that I work with to not share with them how good I am at what it is that I do. And I only do that for things that I actually am good at. I will I'll never go in there and tell you, I'm going to do your taxes and I'm going to be incredible at it. Like yeah. if you're good at something, tell people you're good at it because you have a responsibility to then show up and do that work to the best of your ability and serve the people that you choose to serve. So I, I don't, I don't know if all of that rambling will help encourage someone, but I will Try to distill it down into plan to be a success so that when you're in that meeting, you have you have the goods to be able to be confident in it and take the chance at being confident in those meetings because somebody less capable than you is likely going to go in and be more confident than you and maybe get the job that you really deserve. So a couple things to build off of that. First, take the responsibility of doing the pre-work to know what we can be, what you can be good at, great at, best at. 
Second, their willingness to say no to what you are great at does not mean that you're wrong. There might be somebody else <clears throat> that is really good at doing the dog and pony show, but not as competent, qualified, or credible. And third, get people like Jeff in your boat who will call you out and say, grow a backbone, stand up. What are you good at? What can you be best at? Or to quote Jeff, where do you want to make a dent and stop trying to hammer at everything? Jeff, I really want to thank you for being on this today and really encouraging us that lean forward, doing the pre-work, being honest about your skill sets, clarifying, and it wasn't rambling, clarifying what finishing looks like for you. And it always starts at home. And I appreciate your willingness to share that. But the third part was encouraging people to do their work. Folks, if you've heard anything from this, please listen to people like Jeff who've leaned forward, who have taken the pre-work so that they can stand tall in the moments when truth needs to be spoken. Choose wisely who the people are so that you can run toward the roar. This has truly been shareable. Thank you, Jeff. Dynamite job hosting, John. So tell me, what was most valuable or useful for you in this episode? Send me a message or hit me up on social media. I'm easy to find, but there's links in the show notes just to make it easy. Seriously, I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a couple things you could do, starting with subscribing to the show. And after that, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show five stars and leave a review. Consider sharing this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. Or just buy me a latte or an old-fashioned by hitting up that tip jar. If you're looking for a good book to read, may I suggest The Lovable Leader, which covers how to build great teams with trust, respect, and kindness. It's built exclusively for brand new managers, and it's a handbook that will serve you well in your journey of leadership. Just search for Lovable Leader wherever books are sold online. And finally, if you're interested in working with me or checking out any of my other projects, go to jgibbard.com. That link, as well as every other link mentioned, will be found in the show notes. Stay safe, be kind, and seriously, share this episode with someone. I'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm.